to finding calm in the chaos. I am Denise, and this is my podcast. Hello, 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 everybody. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to another edition of Finding Calm in the Chaos. I'm Denise, and I am a hot friggin' mess right now. <laughs> Just going to tell you guys, right off the bat, uh, it is, I don't know, August 9th, right? Yep, it's August 9th. I don't even know what day it is. Here we go. Um, I was coming upon a quote, and I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I am trying to get a handle on what is going on with my life right now. So for those of you who did not listen to the last two episodes or whatnot, my parents have temporarily moved back into my home and um, it is bringing up uh, pretty much every freaking trigger that I ever had and any um, uh, feeling of just helplessness that I had growing up <laughs> that I did 20 years of therapy for. Um, they have brought those to the surface. I do not have a healthy relationship with my parents. It's, it's, it's way better than it was. And it has changed and obviously manifested itself into something different as they've aged and they're older. Um, and I'm really, uh, I'm struggling with it. I'm not going to lie. So I'm struggling with it. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, you know, very particular about like my house and what's here. And I know I'll always say, oh, you know, people come over. I'm so sorry you're coming in. Like, you know, my house is a mess. And, you know, most of my friends are like, your ha- messy house is like what people like want. Like, those are goals. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. Um, but listen, we know life is unpredictable, right? And obstacles happen in life and it makes it sometimes difficult to stay afloat. I will tell you that, um, I, my body is literally taking on the physical, um, stress of this all, uh, in addition to being just in a constant lupus flare right now. Um, I am, uh, my tummy is upset. So like, I can't, I'm having trouble keeping food down. Uh, maybe I'll lose some weight in all of this. Just joking. Don't send me emails, but I mean, I could afford to lose the weight. I'm just saying, um, like, and it's going and, you know, and it's coming out of the first and second floor. So it's like, it is what it is, but I'm just trying to be a little kind to my tummy right now because it's just like, I don't know. I just like, I wake up every morning with like a headache and I'm nauseous and I'm sweaty and I'm like, God, please let this be menopause. But then right away I got to puke and I'm like, Oh, lovely. It's been two days of that now. Yay. Um, and right now is not the right time because I got lots of stuff going on. Like I am worried about recording this podcast and having them come home because I don't know where they went, but they're gone. And so I hurried up and I jumped on. It's not a time I would normally record, but it's really hard. Like I have therapy later and I'm like, how the hell am I going to talk about all the shit people are doing to me when all the people doing the shit to me are in the house? Like what the? what the F man. Um, but listen, I have to get a hang on, on, I, I gotta get a hang on this. Right. So 
one of the things that I was um, reading was a, a quote that I forget who even put it up. I don't know. I think it was Dad Talk today. I'm not sure. But it said, it's easy, it's easy to be motivated when everything's going well. The goal is to stay disciplined when things get tough. And I'm sure that was like work oriented, but it really hit me personally. And I think we don't, we're always associate, you know, when the times get tough, the tough get going, you know, that kind of stuff. We associate that with work or some goal or some, you know, something unrelated to personal self. And I do think this really applies to personal self. It really applies to me to personal self. I watched that and that's all I thought about was this is me and I have to learn how to discipline my mind to accept um, the happy and, and literally weed through and file away these old stressors that are coming up. And I can't be the only person that this stuff happens to. So you know me, I'm going to talk about it today. So obviously we all know there are benefits to being happy, but like you can't just snap your fingers in the morning and decide you've been happy. I had a whole podcast about, you know, people, you know, this whole new self-motivational guru groups that are like, just choose to be happy. Wake up and be happy, girl. Shut the hell up. Because not everybody can do that, okay? Because there's a lot of stuff you got to weed out and dig through and sort through and like put your, you know, poop boots on to walk through before you can actually do that. So I actually used to say that, but when people are like, I'm choosing to be happy today, that's fabulous for you. But I just want the general public to know that I think we have used the just be happy. You have to choose to be happy. That's on you. That whole mentality is bogus and it just doesn't apply to reality. It doesn't apply that some people are really going through some things and they might not have the resources to get a therapist or a psychiatrist or even like go out and have a cup of coffee to remove themselves from a situation. We're in some tough times, peeps, and it's only just begun. Like I'm just saying when the housing market hits the, the poop floor, Oh, we're going to be, there's going to be a whole poop show coming up. So vote accordingly. Um, so there, obviously we know there are benefits to being happy, right? It's good for you. It's good for our brains. Come, you know, there are many benefits that, you know, often go unrecognized with being happy, right? Uh, better relationships with people, uh, focus, concentration, confidence, right? The ability to combat stress. Hello, I'm walking through that now. Stronger immune system. Yeah, mine. Whoops, went bye-bye. Um, and so I need to manage that. It's time for me to discipline all of the changes and the growth that I've had. And I need to apply them now. Now it's practice, right? This is the final exam, I'm thinking, right? It, it, sometimes it's like, well, why did, would God do this to me? God did this for a reason. Okay, all this circumstance happened and it fell in my lap and it happened for a reason. So I believe I am in the finals of this self-growth class and I'm being tested effectively on what I can do because just removing the stress and returning my happy 
is going to lead to a healthier lifestyle overall, and it's going to help reduce my pain, and it's going to increase life, life longevity. And that's just a fact, right? That's scientific fact. We have to stay positive. It, being happy, obviously, easier said than done. At times, we're expected to juggle like 100 things at once and remain positive is least of our worries, right? Like, hello? And it can be difficult, but it doesn't make being positive less important. And so that's what I'm trying to do now. Tips for staying positive in a really crappy situation. And, you know, it's not always easy. I mean, my parents moved in here. Um, there, You know, I'm sure there was an entire poop show with that whole situation of movers and who's moving them. And I can't do it. So, like, I can barely do things myself here in my house. So, um they came in, I mean, like, for instance, they moved, they brought coffee cups with them. Why? I understand everybody has a favorite mug, but I collect coffee mugs. So I have like a thousand of them and I literally rotate them out seasonally. So where am I going to put your mugs? Like where? What? All of their cleaning supplies. I get that, right? I just put them down on the thing. You know, they don't clean with what I clean with. Because I'm like sensitive to, you know, clean supplies and stuff like that. There are some things that I use that are still chemical, but it's because I'm really funny about bathrooms and stuff like that. Um, surprise. Um, but that kind of stuff. They brought their salt and pepper shaker. Why? I don't even use white salt. Why would you bring that to my house? Completely oblivious. Like, what, what the hell is going on? Don't even tell me about all the shit that is in my freezer of individually packed shit that I'll never eat. My husband said he wanted chili. No offense. I know Mr. Sith knows. Uh, again, I'm going on the fact that they don't listen to these podcasts. Hey, who knows? Maybe they'll listen now because they might know I be, might be talking some shit and letting some stuff out. But, you know, Mr. Sith said he had a taste for chili. It's been kind of cooler for like three days. So in the Midwest, that means fall's coming. So like you get super excited. Um, and you start thinking about, you know, s'mores, sweat jackets, pumpkin spice. I don't, he does. And, uh, and chili <laughs> stuff like that. Crock pot meals. Um, I do crock pot meals all year though. So there's that. Um, and so he wanted chili and I was like, okay, cool. So I bought some stuff to make some chili. I, I have all the meat here. So I just need all the beans and stuff like that. Yes. I put beans in my chili. Whatever, that's a whole nother podcast. Whether beans go in chili. Um, so we, um, I said I wanted chili, but then my mom heard. So she went and got chili that she had frozen. And there's like fucking noodles in it. And I'm like, I can't eat that. It's a single serving. Carl's like, I'll eat it. I don't really care. I'm sure he will. So Mr. Sith can eat that, but I'm going to make chili. Um but it's difficult. Like we went to breakfast the other day. Obviously, we're going to invite them out to breakfast. They came. I told them they have big portions. Um, they both ordered breakfast. And my dad spent most of the breakfast telling us how delicious it was. But this is way too much food. I'm so embarrassed. I can't eat all this. this is so much. You know, because he comes from 1940 depression shit where you had to eat everything on your plate or it was like a disgrace or some stuff. But like, listen, like okay, shut up about it and just eat or like don't eat and then like pack it and take it to go. And now you have like three more meals. I don't know what to tell you. 
And he was like, oh, but this is just, uh, how many times are you going to say it? He'll just harp on something and go on and on and on. And I'm just like, really? Like, and, and here's the thing. I said, okay, so let me get this right. You're going to complain because the portions are too big and you wanted to finish your whole plate? Because I guarantee you, everybody out there in the listening audience, that he would have complained and made an entire federal case had he gotten food and it wasn't enough and then he would have made a big stink about that. I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I, right now, I just can't even deal with this. Just eat your damn breakfast. Like, stop it. And then there's like somebody next to us. So my dad doesn't understand appropriate times to talk to people. He's super inappropriate, like completely, even topics. And you never know what's going to come out of his mouth. So he can, like, I mean... <sighs> He says shit like people say in 1940. Like, I had a great grandmother who, and I'm just telling a story here, okay? I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying whatever. So please don't send me emails or like hate mail or some shit. But I had a great grandmother, obviously born in like 1893, I think it was, or something. She used to call the African Americans in her building colored women. And I'm like, Grandma, please don't call them that. And this was like in the like early 80s, okay? I'm like, Grandma, they're not colored people. And he, she was like, yeah, well, back then it was black people because African-American wasn't a big deal. But like colored was not considered a great like thing to say. And so I'm like, I don't know what's politically correct now. I'm, I just am friends with people. I don't care what color you are. If you're cool, I'm cool. If you're not, you're an asshole. I don't care what color you're in. Um... So I'm like, grandma. And then finally, um, she was just like, I don't understand why, like, you're getting so upset about this. Like, that's what they are. They're, uh, they're colored people. I'm like, okay, yeah, but think, times are different, Graham. But you know what? Ty, she, it's how they grew up, right? So my dad will, like, refer to people by slang names, and I cannot stand it, okay? And so... I told them, you know, in my house, we're not referring to anybody by slang names. We're not saying stupid shit. We're not talking about the news. We're going to be positive about this. We're just talking about positive things, people. Okay. If you wake up every morning and you're thinking positive and you're not going like right to the bottom of the bucket immediately, your day will like change completely. So there's a kid next to us with his girl and they are having breakfast, a young couple, and he has a Sox cap on. And my dad is a Chicago White Sox fan. So as soon as I saw the hat, I knew he was going to say something. And of course he does it. And like while they're eating, they get their dishes and immediately he's like, oh, and he's waving. They're literally right next to us and he's waving his hand like to like get his attention so the kid like looks over and he was like oh you know i don't often see like a socks hat here and you know baba and the kid was really nice they had a socks exchange blah 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 that's great and then i'm just like okay that's enough the, the kid's food's there that's enough and i'm looking at him hey hey like dad yeah yeah it's time for him to eat and it's time for you to like talk to the table our table, not their table, not their, not their table, our table. Look this way. Stop staring at him. He does that too. He stares at people. It, and I don't know if he realizes it because he can't see. 
So like my mom had to order for him because he couldn't see because he didn't have glasses or the right glasses. And he doesn't always eat certain things because he doesn't like the way his dentures fit. It's like, this is like literally been my life and the fact that it's in my house right now. It's no wonder that every morning I wake up like I'm going to throw up. So those things I'm trying to like great positive. You got extra food now for the rest of the day. You know, we all walked outside. He didn't walk outside. Why? Because he had to stop at that table before he left to talk to them. And I'm like, come on, man. Like, my my husband's like, he was right behind us when we walked out. And then all of a sudden he didn't. Yeah, because you got to make sure he shuffled before you and you got to walk behind him. Like, that's how it works with him. So, all right. We're going to come back and talk about some tips for staying positive and, uh, let me tell you, I've, I literally have been writing these down every day, like, like a nun in grammar school. So I learn a lesson, uh, cause I'm trying to ingrain this in my head right now. So we're going to take a little break for our sponsor and we'll be right back. Hello friends. Today's episode of finding calm in the chaos is sponsored by another family owned small business. Dare Universe was founded by Rick and Janine Mason in 2022 after years of hashing around the idea of opening up their very own store that facilitates and helping you connect with your mind, body, and soul. Based out of Sanford, Florida, right here in the USA. They take great pride in being able to provide a great selection of merchandise for every budget. Dare Universe is a high quality personalized experience, not like those cheap big box or mass world delivery sites. Their mission is connecting you to your higher self. They carry a large selection of high quality and authentic items and services like sage sticks, chakra balancing, intention candles, essential and chakra oils, over 90 plus incense scents to choose from, crystals, bracelets, manifestation kits, and teas. You all know that I'm all about finding calm in the daily chaos of life. I use Dare Universe for that little extra something that helps bring me to a calmer self. Check out Dare Universe at www.dareuniversellc.com and you can get $5 off your order using the promo code Finding Calm in the Chaos. Again, take a look at Dare Universe at www.dareuniversellc.com llc.com and find the calm in your chaos. Hey, hey, welcome back. Welcome back. Listen, I just wanted to take um, a quick break here um, just before we jump into staying positive to just say that um, Dear Universe and I have collaborated to do a Finding Calm in the Chaos Manifestation Box. Uh, It is amazeballs. You can find it on the Dare Universe website and like it says on the um the the sponsor ad. I'm like, uh, it's finding calm in the chaos kit. I'm telling you, it's amazing. So you can get a discount on the kit. I'm gonna go through it. I'm gonna put it in my stories. I'll also do a video and put it on the Facebook podcast page. But it is amazing and it smells wonderful. Like it is amazing. It has Palo Santo in it. It has um, a sage stick in it. Uh, It's also got, um, I think it's black tourmalines, amethyst, white quartz. And I can't remember black. I don't know. (laughs) There's that. Um, 
I'll know more about it. Naturally, I was kind of going off cuff, but I will do a video because I'm doing that later and getting that done so you can see them. They're really pretty and um, they make for nice gifts for the desk and whatnot. So seven tips for staying positive. Number one, you really got to learn more about yourself, okay? When you have an understanding of your emotions and how you react to certain stressors, it's important to try to remain positive. So for me, I know what my stressors are already. I know what my triggers are because the ability to predict when you're going to become overwhelmed or anxious or triggered, right? That's the first step by being aware of your emotions, right? You're better able to prevent certain emotions from heavily impacting your life and essentially trying to remain positive. And I'm doing okay with that. I'm just working through the physical manifestation of it right now, like getting nauseous and all that. So um, basically learn more about yourself. It's really important that you find out where your triggers and your stresses come from. And sometimes that could be inner child stuff that you really have to go back and, and, and dig deep. And that's what I did. Uh, two, keep strengths, keep a strengths perspective, keep a strengths perspective. Okay. When you're feeling down, do you ever feel like nothing's going well in your life, right? Being able to identify strengths in your life is very important for your mental health and your overall outlook on life. No matter how big or small that strength is, it's important to acknowledge them when you're feeling down. So for me, I did a lot of work on myself. I did a lot of work in my house. Uh, we've changed, we've come so far, right? It helps having a supportive family or a healthy relationship as a strength, okay? Right now, I'm leaning on my therapist for this. Um, Mr. Sith is there, but he works during the day, so he's not here, so he I can't lean on him for that. Uh, management skills, social aspects, academics, all of these things, right, are, healthy uh, strengths for you. Having gratitude is good for your health. Like we can do this. So every morning I'm still doing my gratitude, still doing my devotional. I do it up in bed because I don't want to be in the house right now. So it, it's difficult. So three, get enough sleep. Woo. Well, thank goodness. I'm still get doing that. Um, thank you, Jesus. And also coincidentally, my father never sleeps and he usually just sleeps all day and on and off nodding and then stays up all night. But since he's been here, he's been keeping busy doing stuff with Pete or doing stuff around the house, whatever it takes to keep him busy. At night, he has been sleeping in bed all night since he's been here. And that's the most, I would say, consecutive, uh, probably in the last 40 years of his life. But getting enough sleep to increase positivity may seem like it's too good to be true, but let me tell you, getting the right amount of sleep comes with many benefits, okay? Sleep is a time to process emotions and recharge physically and mentally for the next day. And if you don't do that, you will not have the emotional resilience to bow back, bounce back from like the troubles that are coming to you that day, okay? Sleep comes with tons of benefits, right? That indirectly impact happiness, positivity, uh, things like improving your relationships, better work performance, increased ability to control pain. And that's where I'm coming in right now. If I can at least sleep. I never take naps during the day, but I have found myself falling asleep the last couple of days and I'm allowing myself to do that. I normally would never nap. And 
num- n- in the past, I only nap when I'm sick or getting sick. It's my body's way of just shutting down. And so this is different than that. Um, it's almost kind of a different manifestation that's coming. So I'm trying to make sure that if my body wants to go to sleep, I'm letting it shut down. Shut down, do what you got to do. And that seems to be working thus far. It's getting better. At least it's not getting worse. And that's because I'm really trying to add to that. Um, four, add positivity to someone else's life. Okay. I'm doing this with Pete. The amount of happiness that we give out to people tends to be returned back to us. So even though I'm super stressed in these situations and my parents and I can have somewhat of a hostile relationship sometimes or a tense relationship, I am trying to lead with kindness so that I'm getting it back. Because as soon as I snap, it's going to trigger them to start at me And then we're going to have my total relationship as a child is going to manifest itself in my house. And I know this, right? You know how people say, you know, treat others how you want to be treated. Well, how you treat and think others has an influence on how you treat and think about yourself. And I really, really am pushing this because, you know, just an example of if you're doing an act of kindness, not only will that make another person feel better, but you're going to feel better as well. And some ways that you can help spread positivity include helping others, listening to others, right? Being uplifting, encouraging, right? So a lot of this is my patience and my ability to step back and not do my regular reactions as well, because this is triggering reactions them being here is triggering reactions that I would have given as little Denise, right? We talked about that in the piece in the past. Um, and I am a, a big Denise now, and I need to react the way I am now. I don't have those pains. I'm not holding those. I'm relinqu- relinquishing them, and I don't want to hold on to that pain or that anger anymore. So in order to do that, I need to be able to give out, right? I got a dish when I'm speaking. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. Uh, Five, take a breather and then challenge your negative thinking. Because during difficult situations, it is super difficult to remain calm. And if you give yourself a minute to regroup and look at the big picture, right? Whether, I don't know, deep breathing, going on a walk, you know, all those things are beneficial, whatever works for you. Because once you're in a calm state, you can ask yourself, what could I do to be more positive about this? Like challenge yourself. Oh, I've been challenged the hell out of myself. Try to think of different options or optimistic outcomes rather than only the negatives. Because, you know, it's just like restaurant reviews, right? We'll immediately tell everybody about the worst restaurant situation that we've ever had. But we have a favorite restaurant that you probably haven't mentioned to anybody unless they've personally asked you. We automatically go for the negatives. It just happens. So different options, optimistic outcomes, challenge yourself to remove the negative thinking and move through in a different way. And that sometimes takes like conscious effort. Like... For me, it does. 
Six, learn how to take criticism in a healthy way. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now, this is really hard in my house because my parents still talk and treat me like I'm 15 years old and I'm living in their house. So now they're living in my house and I'm 53 years old. So it is, um, it's very difficult um, to take criticism. I get it more now from my mother than my father based on his dementia issue. Um, but it, it's, it's frustrating to say the least, nonetheless, right? A lot of people fear being criticized, which can prevent them from living how they want to live. And listening to someone critique you or speak negatively about you can hurt your feelings and be upsetting. It is what it is, right? But if you take criticism in a healthy way, if it's being delivered in a healthy way, let me stress that, okay? You can reduce feelings of pessimism and negativity. When you listen to constructive criticism, assume that the person criticizing has good intentions, right? Try not to get defensive, make up excuses for what you did. It's important to see criticism as a learning experience and to be open to change. And, you know, remember to never be too hard on yourself because everybody makes mistakes, okay? But I want to stress that this constructive criticism and nitpicking or narcissism or gaslighting, those do not apply to this. Those do not apply to this. That's a super hard situation when you're in that. And the last thing is determine what's out of your control. And that's pretty much what I've had to do in this whole situation. Because if I'm worrying about things that are out of my control, can be very damaging to the mental health situation. Okay. I may get overwhelmed or anxious spending all this time on something that I can't change. And it's the same with you. Okay. It's important to come to terms with what you can and cannot control. And then stop putting so much effort into what is out of your control. Because this is only going to exhaust us, right? And make us feel hopeless. And instead, try to make positive changes in the aspects of your life that are within your reach. And then go from there. It's just so much easier. Sort of. <laughs> well, guys, that's all I got today. I made it through a podcast that nobody came in, interrupted, or did whatever. Peter did briefly, but I don't know if it's going to come up on the edit. We'll see. Until next week, I appreciate each and every one of you. Remember, comments, reviews on whatever podcasting platform you're listening to makes a huge difference. See you next week or listen to you next week. (laughs) Talk to you next week. Until then, lead with kindness. 